This meeting is being recorded. Awesome. Well, welcome, Annie, to the Insightful Adventuring Podcast. How are you today? Good. I'm happy to be here. Oh, we're happy. I'm happy to have you here. Uh, usually kind of how we start is just hearing a little bit about you and how you got to what you're doing right now that kind of incorporates nature and spirituality and kind of just a quick little summary of what you do to connect with nature and spirituality and yeah. Sure. Um, so I'm an acupuncturist, a sound healing practitioner and a grief guide. Um, and the project that's closest to my heart right now that incorporates some spirituality and some nature is um, a self-paced digital course that I'm working on called Finding Your Way Through Grief. And um, it's Chinese medicine itself really springs out of Taoism and how we're all tied into nature and natural cycles and so, and Qigong is very much a part of that. Um, so in this course, it's aimed at like, you know, people in acute grief who maybe don't have the support that they want or need, or maybe it's 3 a.m. and, you know, you have no one to call, but you just want kind of a lifeline. So it's just short videos that I've been filming out in nature as uh, I try and get out. Um, I live on Long Island, uh, which is a pretty suburban area, but we have a surprising number of wonderful parks. Um, so I go out every week or two and um, take my dog for a little hike and just clear my head. And then when I find a good quiet spot, I just record like a one or two minute video of um, like a breathing practice or a Qigong exercise or just a little insight about grief and ways that you can find your way through. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that it will be helpful to people. And it's definitely been helpful in my process um, because, you know, I've gone through grief myself. I'm still going through grief because it, you know, it's not like a, uh, a finite, <laughs> a finite experience. Um, and in wanting to put resources together to help people, you know, I, I don't, I don't think most people really enjoy making videos of themselves <laughs> feeling kind of awkward and silly trying to share information. Um, so what I found is like, it's been so motivating to me and so helpful to me to be out in nature. And it's like the nature feels like it's, very much a part of this whole program because the piece that I find out there, I hope carries through on in some of these videos um, because it's just, there's nothing more healing than nature. There are tons of healing tricks and techniques, but nature is like at the foundation of it all. So that's a short little, <laughs> short little intro. As you were like, you mentioned you were going through your, you went through your own grief and currently going through grief, which is like, I think it's really important for the listeners out there to know, like, it's okay to, a lot of times I think for grief, people feel like it's supposed to end at a certain time. Like, oh, you get three days of mourning period or whatever it might be. Right. And it's, or like, depending on what culture you're in, there's different moments of how long a mourning period could be. But I know for me, like, I still grieve the death of my father which was like 12 years ago right and yes. and I oftentimes will go out in nature to talk to him to connect with him mm -hmm. and just be able to be feel like I'm with him but also it brings back kind of 
my memories with him. Did you find that nature helped with your own grieving process? And that's why you're incorporating it into your program? Oh, definitely. Um, just from, I mean, it's, I know like some people will take this as more woo woo, but I own it that, you know, I'm the type of person who does when I, when I'm out in nature, I look for signs and messages and, um, you know, I used to, uh, I used to joke with my parents towards the end of their lives that, um, you know, my, <laughs> my dad wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't like talkative or sentimental in this way. So I, we'd kind of tease each other and I tell him like, oh, you know, I want you to send after, you know, after you're gone, I want you to send messages to me because I'll be watching. And I would joke with him because my, like my mom was a bird lover. So whenever I see a, a feather um, and often I'll see like, um, I get blue jay feathers all the time and they come right by my bedroom window all the time. And I always say like, hi mom, <laughs> it's good to see you. Um, so that what, you know, people can take of that what they want, but to me it's very meaningful. Um, but for my dad, uh, he he clipped coupons every week. <laughs> he, like he didn't need to, he was raised like the, you know, the um, great depression generation. So he was, he would always clip coupons. And um, so I would tease him. I was like, well, you know, after you're gone, I'll, if I get like a really good coupon for something, I'll take it as a, a message from you. And just a couple of days after he passed, um, you know, I hadn't like, I hadn't been eating. I was just like mm -hmm. dealing with, dealing with a lot. Um, and I get this um, pop-up uh coupon when I was online for uh, a pizza place that I could walk to that like I had never been to before that was just like a crazy deal it was like 70% off it was like I, and my dad was big on feeding people so like okay <laughs> like this is I'll take this as that, that like you're still with me you're watching me you want me to eat um, and so when I, I walked to the pizza place picked up the pizza and then I was walking back and I had to walk past the um, church that I grew up with my family went to every week and right in front of on the sidewalk in front of the church was it was, sounds kind of morbid but it was beautiful in its own way it was a dead bird but some animal had um, eaten most of its body so just its wings were there and it looked like angel wings. And I was like, wow, like dad, <laughs> like this was, you know, your, what a, what a spin you put on this. I just was looking for a feather and you gave me like angel wings after this, after the coupon. So it was like, um, it was, uh, it's just made, you know, it was like made me feel so supported in the, in the immediate aftermath. Yeah. And it was like this kind of sense of humor too, of like, you know, like some cat killed this bird, but we're going to leave this right in your path. So you can, you can take, take this, you know, in your woo woo fashion. Right. Well, and it's such a, it's so beautiful when you can be able to look at life in that way. Right. So for my dad, it's the red tail hawk and mm. deer always remind me of him. Um, but when you were talking, I instantly thought about, well, we also used to keep clip coupons every weekend. 
So (laughs) there's a reason we're in conversation right now, right? Mm -hmm. There's always a connection and a reason that you reached out, that we were connected. And so it's interesting that we have these overlap of the like coupons and the, and the birds and things like that. Mm -hmm. And um, my uncle always jokes, he's like, you better hope that um, my aunt goes first. So all the money or my aunt always jokes that my uncle will give all the money to the birds because my family loves birds. And so we always have this ongoing joke about that. But what's really interesting is right before you started talking, you talked about how your dad loves to feed people. And so he gave you this coupon for pizza, but then he also, or in that message of the angel wings, the bird was giving itself to whatever ate it. Yeah, you know, that's that's amazing. I never even thought of it that way, but that's true. It was the cycle of the the food chain in just a very, um, very practical way. And actually, it's like the the kicker to that story after I... um, I yeah, I didn't have um I didn't take my phone out to take a picture of the wings at that moment. I actually ended up walking back after I ate the ate the pizza and wasn't carrying the box and took took a picture of the wings afterwards when it was not not quite as like beautifully um beautifully laid out. But when I reached back to my doorstep, there was a stray cat sitting right in front of my front door, just kind of looking at me didn't run away when she first I was like a feral cat but just like made eye contact with me before slowly moving away and again that was like the final it's like when things happen in three it's my family rescued animals I you know like we can't even keep track of how many like feral kittens my mom rescued and so um when you think of like the bird feeding the cat that you know the cat was there too of like you know, we're all connected. It's right. like a quantum field where, um, we're in, no matter how alone you feel, yeah. you're never alone. You always have hidden support somewhere. Right. And I love how you combine Qigong, Taoism with like the grief piece. How did you come across doubt? Am I saying that right? Taoism? Um, I think it's, it's, yeah, it's spelled T, but it, I've generally heard it pronounced with a D, D sound. I, I always know like uh, the Tao, uh, Tao Pu or whatever. That they always oh, yeah. have. And that's how I always think of that book when I see um, the word. And so how did that come into your life and, and kind of bring you to that journey of going down more Chinese medicine and like, acupuncture all the things you do sound healing well nature was definitely uh, a big part of my journey is a big part of my journey um when I um was lucky enough to uh move into a, a house with a yard that was my mine to take care of um you know, growing up, I was always afraid of bugs. I was always inside with a book. I was not, I would not call myself outdoorsy at all. But once I had my own little yard, um, I had always been interested in natural healing. Um, and so I, I started, you know, just looking around and seeing what, what, you know, like I kind of waited several months to see like what would bloom 
you know, I didn't, I didn't recognize what plants might, might already be there. But after I'd watched for a while, um, I started thinking like, oh, maybe I can plant some mint for tea, or maybe I can plant some, some this or that. And I don't know if you're a gardener, but like once you get out and put your hands in the soil, you know, like the fairies come and, and claim you as one of their own, and <laughs> you just start planting more and more and reading more garden catalogs. And so, um, so I got deeper into learning about plants and learning about plant medicine. And um, so I took um, a, herbal a Western herbal medicine class in New York City that was several months long with a great teacher. And um, so that was a look at the body systems and how different plants um, historically and then still to this day could support health um, and then doing some hands-on, you know, making topical medications and so on. Um, and we had um, a couple guest teachers who came in from, who were trained in Chinese medicine because it's, um, you know, unfortunately, the, I mean, every culture has connections to plant medicine. It's just, okay. we evolved together and it's uh, the most natural thing in the world. But unfortunately in Western culture, you know, there was a whole disconnect, you know, you could be called a witch and and to trouble if you were, knew too much about the plants at a certain point in history. Um, and it just, you know, from corporate pharmaceuticals, it just, you know, so much was lost. Um, and it's there for the digging, but in Chinese medicine, it's really an unbroken tradition. Um, so in this Western herbalism class, we had teachers come in to explain the kind of energetics of plant, uh, different plants and how herbal medicines interacted with, with the human body. Um, from a traditional Chinese medicine perspective um, that just made so much sense. And it got me more interested. I started a bunch of different things led me to acupuncture. It took me a long time to make the commitment to going back to grad school and making a big switch. But the plants were definitely one way in where it's like, oh, this is really interesting. And it connects, I, I'm like connecting dots, seeing, um, and, and in Chinese medicine, emotional health is, there's like no mind-body divide. Right. Physical health right. is emotional health and vice versa. You can't un unhook them from each other. Um, so every, like every acupuncture point has, um, you know, like physical benefits, emotional benefits, and actually spiritual benefits as well. If you go back to the, um, original Taoist origins. Um, the spiritual benefits aren't really taught much in schools nowadays, but if you read, there's some um, very good translated and reinterpreted texts that talk about them. Um, but the emotional aspects are still taught in school. So, um, you know, like the emotion of grief, which are primarily like sadness and mourning is linked primarily to the lung system in Chinese medicine. Um, so if you think of like being racked with sobs or feeling that heavy weight on your chest um, or just, you know, not wanting to, you know, take in breath anymore when it feels like, you know, you've lost someone who's like uh, key to your world. Um, so it's just kind of, uh, you know, when I was going through 
I, I went to school before I um, went through like my season of, of grief. Um, but when I was going through it, I was so glad I had this pool of knowledge to draw on that I knew that, um, you know, there were things I could do to support my body. And, you know, what people don't really talk about or understand as much is that grief is an embodied experience. It's not just like you cry a little bit and you're sad for a while. It's no, you can't sleep. You have brain fog, you have an upset stomach or you lose your appetite or uh, you feel achy all over. And it's not depression either. You know, it, uh, you know if you ask for help, oftentimes, um, you know, people will rush to put you on a sleeping medicine or an anti-anxiety or an antidepressant. And there's a, there's a place for those medicines. But in acute grief, yeah, there are like so many other things that can really support you in a more holistic way before you rush to try and just stuff everything down and suppress everything. Um, so that's that's one of the messages I'm I'm trying to get out to people is that um, you know what you're going through is a natural, the most human process, and um, there are plenty of of ways you can support yourself and ask for support from nature and from massage therapists and acupuncturists and herbalists and flower essence practitioners and you know there there are so many ways to help you through 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 actually like processing emotions rather than just suppressing them and what I love about all the things that you've talked about in terms of the different processes, even including sound healing as well, is they all stem back to nature. Mm-hmm. Right? Whether you're talking about touch with massage, whether you're talking about sound healing with frequencies, whether you're talking about flower essences or herbs or like medicine from the plants, all of that stems back to what is most innate to us the most natural yeah. things and right. right you can i mean i know for me i'm i'm a sound healer as well i just got yeah. certified on crystal bowls and on um yeah. tuning forks uh-huh. and one of the things that's very interesting is some of the f- frequencies i get from those crystal bowls i can also get by going and sitting next to a babbling brook or a stream right but it might not be as as in inside me as like the crystal bowls can bring out right Mm -hmm. or tibetan bowls or like that really deep frequency that just you can feel within your body um but it's it's just so powerful so if if somebody is experiencing grief or really experiencing anything that you like kind of how you want to spin that you could spin this however you would like to what are a couple tips that you could provide the listeners that they could maybe do themselves or go out and find to help support them well um connected to sound healing and you're right it totally is connected to nature um you can make your own you can make your own sound healing vibration by humming um and also like connected to grief, there's one of the um, cultural traditions that we've largely lost. Unfortunately, this connects to my Irish heritage as well is um, keening. 
which is like the, the high-pitched wailing, kind of like the uncontrollable wailing. Um, in Irish villages, there actually used to be women who were kind of like keeners who would go to funerals and again, like healthy emotion move through. And it was like how beautiful that it was socially acceptable to, you know, we have this image that like, oh, you know, Jackie Kennedy was so wonderful because she was like so um, restrained, yeah, so stiff upper lip during the funeral of her husband, John F. Kennedy. It's like, no, no, like what? what better time than a funeral or when you lose someone so dear to you than to just like fall to your knees and wail and just express that that raw emotion and why isn't that acceptable anymore um so there really there really is something healing in may in letting whatever sound wants to come out of you come out and you don't have to do it in public at a funeral. You can go out, you can go on a hike and find a waterfall. Or if I like to go to the ocean. I'm on Long Island. You know, the, the ocean is powerful enough to take it all. Whatever emotion you feel is like too much for you or too much for people around you, just give it to the give it to the ocean. And the ocean will like will match your roar and then like clear things out naturally and you'll feel so much better. Um, but connected to, so like if you, if, if that's a little jumping too much into, you know, like the, uh, out of your comfort zone to like uh, weep and wail and keen, um, it really is so simple to just hum quietly to yourself um, because that the vibration goes within you there is um, there is a, a Taoist meditation. Uh, I guess you could call it Qigong. There are like a bunch of different schools of Qigong, um, but there is a um, a practice of humming and consciously directing the vibration to a specific area of your body, and like sending an inner smile to whatever area that needs support. Um, so if you're, you know, like they're actually after when you're grieving, you actually are at an increased rate of um, having heart palpitations or having a heart attack. Even there really there's um, I forget the name for it now. Um, it's there's an actual name for the syndrome. It's called like broken heart syndrome, but it has like a medical name. So it it's heart like heartbreak is real. Um, so if you are actually like feeling the heartache of loss, you know, hum whatever song comforts you, whether it's a lullaby or your favorite song or your loved one's favorite song that reminds you of them and direct it to whatever area of your body is most feeling it. Um, and the, like from a Western medicine perspective, humming also um, activates the vagus nerve. Right. which is kind of like a master switch to the nervous system. It controls heart rate and breathing rate and impacts digestion and a bunch of other, like it seems like every day they find a new thing that the vagus nerve is connected to. Um, so just uh, the vibration from humming 
the vagus nerves passes through the throat and I, you know, whether it's like evolutionary where, you know, if you're humming, the vagus nerve sense is like, oh, I guess we're not being chased by a tiger. If we're humming, you know, maybe it's safe to relax, go into like rest and digest mode. Um, so on like so many different levels, like humming seems really simple and it is, and it's instinctual and easy to do, but a lot of different things are going on underneath that you're getting that that vibration within your body going throughout Mm -hmm. and also like you said it's easy and it's something everybody can do and Mm -hmm. i like that you were saying like hum a song or something so you don't feel like you're just like say you're something hits you while you're out for a walk Mm -hmm. maybe you're in the middle of a city and you see something triggers you you can just start humming a song and nobody's going to be like oh what like versus just making some random humming sounds but Mm -hmm. if you're having a song that helps kind of bring you back to that moment you might not feel as self-conscious about it right right yeah you can do it anywhere uh you can do it very quietly you know when you're trying to fall asleep um so yeah that's your own and i think there's real um one of the one of the motivations behind my self-paced course is that there is real, real power in knowing how to um, nurture yourself. You know, so much of grief is that um, you've lost, you know, like when I lost my parents, I just felt like the ground fell out beneath me. It's like, there's no replacing that relationship. Who is gonna, so like, part of my process is like, learning to parent myself because mm-hmm. we still you know until the day you die you need you, <laughs> you need like maternal energy you need paternal energy and maybe you're lucky enough to find it in different mentors or different relationships but um ultimately you know we can resource ourselves mm-hmm. in in different ways um and that's if that helps people get through another day to just have some, some simple tools to rely on like humming or this breathing practice or massaging this acupressure point. Um, You know, it's not gonna, there's no fixing grief, but anything that kind of helps you get through the next wave of emotion that hits you, you know, the more you, the more you learn to do that, the more resilient you can start to feel. And, and then you, I can yeah. see it would lead to gratitude too, right? So if you're humming that song or that lullaby that reminds you of that person, that can help shift it from I'm sad I don't hear I don't hear them listening to that song anymore or hear them singing that song to anytime you hear them that song, it reminds you of that time with them. But it's mm-hmm. also, well, for me, I don't know. I, it seems like we're on that same wavelength now. When I hear songs my dad loved, it now helps me remember he's still here yeah. around yeah. me. And and so I've been able to shift that. Not It took years mm-hmm. to be able to say like, okay, now I'm, I don't no longer get so- sad when I hear that song. I now feel gratitude that I had those moments with him but also that, oh, he's here reminding me by playing this song. Right. So it's right. And, and I think there's that, like, depending on, you know, I don't, 
um, I'm very like open with my spiritual beliefs, but I don't want to like, you know, like I'm not going to convince anyone <laughs> what they, they don't believe. So even for people who are resistant to the idea that they're getting messages, and I'm totally with you. Like if, if, you know, you turn on the radio and it's a certain song, you're like, Oh, you know, hi, you're, you're here. But if you're not open to the idea of messages, I think you can still mm-hmm. appreciate the fact that, you know, the, the, the people who have um, deeply affected you and loved you are living with inside you. Mm-hmm. They're living uh-huh. in your memory. So every time you sing a song or hum a song, even if you don't feel their presence, you're recreating the moment for yourself and you're honoring that that memory and that bond um so it doesn't you know it doesn't have to be you know this this um elaborate spiritual experience although i think it definitely can be um but for people who are skeptical or just want to like ease into things um i forget who the where the proverb came from it might be might be from multiple cultures but there's um a proverb i remember hearing that has a lot of deep truth in it that um everyone dies twice you die physically and then you don't really die until there's no one alive who remembers you Mm. so um so like i know that my parents live through me and everything that they taught me, I carry forward from them and their parents and their parents and, and both genetically, but also, um, you know, consciously. Um, and every time I do something, I choose to nurture myself or make a, a healthy choice in a stressful situation or a sad situation. Um, I know that it's I'm treating myself the way that they taught me to treat myself. So I am, you know, even if I don't want to, you know, if I'm not in the mood to, you know, go for a hike when I'm feeling in a grief, grief stricken mood or whatever, um, my dog will encourage me for one thing. (laughs) And then I know that like my mom loved to walk she loved to get out and who knows if I get out, maybe I'll find a feather or maybe, you know, a car will, will drive by and I'll hear through their car radio, some song that will be like, Oh, okay. This is lifting me out of this, this moment. Because again, like once you get out into the world, there's so many, so many layers of connection. That's so beautiful. So, because I could keep you forever, but we know <laughs> we don't want um, because yeah, I think we could talk for so long <laughs> about so many different things. There's so many questions kind of still running through my head. Um, so my question for you, I guess, is if people are interested in learning more about your you what you do and and your products and things like that, where can people find you? And we'll also put it in the show notes as well, but Okay, sure. Um, my website is joyalchemyhealing.com. And um, my, like my contact info is on there. And on Instagram, I'm at acupuncture Annie. Um, 
So I often post, uh, not, not as much, I don't post as much as I used to, but I do post uh, videos that I've taken on like different hikes and stuff on there. Um, and my digital course is not ready for, <laughs> for public eyes yet, but uh, if you come to my website, um, you can get on my email list to know when, when this year it will debut. Oh, fantastic. Well, Annie, thank you so much for being on the Insightful Adventuring Podcast. And I am sure everybody's going to love this episode and kind of want to know more about what you do. So thank you. Thank you so much for having this conversation. And I, you're right, like there, we were brought together from, from uh, different, different resonance or vibration. Um, but yeah, I hope this conversation helps whoever needs to and have where it needs to reach. For sure. I always love it when I I share, I like this idea of that. Maybe you didn't watch the, listen to this podcast the day, the day or the week that it came out, but you listened to it when you needed to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. So powerful. It'll, it'll be, it'll be here when, when someone needs to find it in just that moment. For sure.